And welcome to another episode of the Sartorio and Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I'm your host, Webster Style, the man, the voice, the fragrance, and let's jump right into the download. Now, this week offered an interesting mix of new games, and one of the games that really caught my eye was a game entitled Serial Killers. Now, this game is out now for the PS4, 5, Xbox One, S, X, Switch, and PC. And it retails for the price of $24.99 from developer Draw Distance and publisher 505 Games. Now, it's an action game, but what really piqued my interest was, one, the setting. It's set in the 90s. And two, how this action game really looks like one of those sort of isometric action puzzle games and it really piqued my interest with its visuals its music and just the premise of the game unto itself and let me get into the description so serial killers is a top down stealth action game where you experience being a murder scene cleaner for the mob so right there it's like whoa that's different that's interesting in the 90s New York, or in 90s New York, get rid of bodies, make the place spotless, and don't get caught. Plan every step and move like a ghost, or trust your reflexes and thrive in chaos. The choice is yours. Alternate between four characters, each with unique skill set, opening up new possibilities. Serial cleaner setting inspired by cult 90s movies will bring back fond memories of the more carefree decade, full of brightly colored optimism and the grime underneath it all. So surprisingly enough, when I was doing my research on this game, it's actually a sequel to a 2017 game entitled Serial Cleaner, which was set in the 1970s. So I am definitely going to pick up this game. It's one that I think, especially for the price, is very reasonable for what you're getting. And it's a unique gaming experience. And that's one of the things that's going to look for now. You know, we have... Uh, enough action RPGs, RPGs, FPSs, platformers. Anytime I see something different, I definitely want to hop on and play to give it a shot. So that's my download for the week, Serial Cleaner. Now we are about to step into Halloween and, well, I should say it's about to step into October with Halloween at the end of the month. October is very much known for just getting a sheer onslaught of horror movies, both new and old throughout the month, and I am all for it. Well, Hulu has been one to really take hold of that horror manner over the past few years with with the streaming platform and really deliver some really, if not all gems, unique and interesting horror movies during the course of that month. And they are set to do it again, one, with the Hellraiser reboot, which finally dropped its official full-length trailer this week. And I have to say, I'm all for it. I am very much loving the look and style um, of the new Pinhead, and it's interesting. They were, they were, I don't know why people sometimes have issues when uh, a character becomes male um, or from female to me male and turns into a female in a recasting and it's you know quote-unquote woke agenda but even if you look at the original text of 
Hellraiser, Pinhead is described as kind of sexless. So it really doesn't matter what sex it is. But, and I forget the young woman's name who's playing the new Pinhead. Her presence just in the trailer as well as whatever they do to her voice sounds just as sinister and as menacing as I believe Doug Bradley was the original Pinhead in the first couple of Hellraiser movies. And also, look, they have the chattering teeth Xenobite. Right there you sold me. Like, there's something just so creepy about that teeth chattering Xenobite. Well, Xenobite, it's just... Oh, man, it just always makes my skin crawl. But I'm here for that one. So that's definitely coming out. I'm going to be checking that out on October 7th. But also, Hulu is dropping another horror movie. And this movie is called Grim Cuddy. And I saw this name. I'm like, what in the hell is a Grim Cuddy? Well, let me read you the description. In this modern creature feature, a scary internet meme called Grim Cuddy stares up panic amongst all the parents in the town, convincing, convinced it's making their children harm themselves and others while a real-life version of Grim Cuddy starts attacking teen Aisha Cowdy, her parents believe she is cutting herself as part of a challenge. With her phone taken away and no one who believes her, Aisha has to figure out how to get through to her parents and stop Grim Cuddy once and for all. So when I saw this movie, this movie reminded me it was um, felt like it was uh, like an internet meme update of Sinister to a degree. And, and maybe that's not doing it justice, but I get that sort of vibe. And I really love Sinister. I thought it's one of one of the best horror movies to come out in the past. Is Sinister 10 years old yet? Maybe past 10 years. I don't know. Time flies. But this is definitely one I'm looking at. I love the creature design of the Grim Cuddy as well as what we saw in the trailer it's unique it's scary but also it looks like it could have been an internet meme so i am really looking forward to that one as well and that one drops on october 10th so television hollywood seems to be all about their reboot lately and there's a series i talked about maybe a week or two ago that they're rebooting that really i don't think gets the credit is it deserves uh, for just sci-fi in general it's like nobody talks about it anymore and that series is quantum and the reboot dropped at least the premiere episode of the reboot dropped this past week and i sat down to watch it and i have to say it's quantum leap quantum leap has such a great formula that you could really slot anybody in the story in this case, the story takes place 30 years after the original uh, Leaper, Sam Beckett, uh, leaped. He never returned home. So it's 30 years afterwards. So you see, so it's what, 2002 instead of 1992. Excuse me, 2022, obviously. <laughs> 30 years after 1992. And they're picking up the project again, trying to figure it out. Uh, Ernie Hudson's in it. Uh, I mean, it's Ernie Hudson. What, what, what bad can you say about him? He's he's a great actor, phenomenal actor. And he always, he has this presence on the screen. And especially in this case where he's playing in a figure of authority. He just goes into that role really, really well. Uh, from his presence, from his voice. He's just, he's such a great actor. And I forget the others in this uh, show, especially the lead character. It's a good pilot. I'm looking forward to seeing more. Um, I do like the dynamic with the fact 
that um and again i'll give the analog for the ulcers i just don't remember the names at the time the woman who's in the sort of um hologram guide character is the fiance of the one that is leaping and so you see her anguish and her pain as he doesn't remember her and now he is trapped in the past literally like right after the engagement party all this happens but i also love the connections with the original series that were there especially toward the end and slight spoilers where you see that the lead character may have been working with the daughter of dean stockwell's character from the original show so i really i really like those nods to the original series and even though scott Bakula has come out publicly and said that he has no involvement in this new series and will not be making an appearance you know if this series lasts longer i'm hoping that would happen it would be kind of cool to see sort of a passing of the torture episode or even a episode where they update sam's story in addition to trying to find and i'll say ben i think it's ben ben and get him home as well and it's amazing that in this world after 30 years they still have not been able to figure out the algorithm to bring sam home or to perfect the technology so i find it very interesting from a thinking about where we are technology and what what it was like for real for real in 1992 compared to what it's like now you would think it's a totally different world that any sort of problem that you couldn't fix then would be child play for a lot of these computer programmers and and big brains so to speak in 2022 so that's my take on quantum leak i enjoyed it i'll be watching it again it's not something i'm going to be forced to watch for the three episodes to give my impressions it's definitely something i'm going to watch on a weekly basis from here on out so that's my take on quantum leap next up is she hulk episode six i didn't hate this episode i actually think that this episode was somewhat boring and i don't mean like it wasn't horrible it was not a horrible episode the mr mortal guy was and that whole thing was i like seeing what happens at a law firm and at the vision without jennifer and i really enjoyed that uh, even titania and the whole thing the wedding uh, maybe i felt for jennifer and how these so-called friends treated her uh there i don't know i just there was just something off about this episode for me where i just really couldn't embrace it maybe as the authors and actors intended to so for me this this is probably my least favorite episode of she hulk so far this season the i don't know i'm i was expecting something else from this episode and i i just can't put my finger on it but it didn't deliver it wasn't that funny in my opinion it wasn't and I felt like Tatiana uh, Mislani was wasting this episode. I think the these B plot with back at the law firm was much more engaging than Jennifer's time at her friend's wedding. I, I feel as though, and again, I know a lot of this is probably building up to something, which I no doubt that it is. But this part of the foundation just it just didn't catch me at all. So so She Hawk this week it was passable. It wasn't great. It wasn't horrible. But it was a passable episode, in my opinion. All right, let's get into Lower Decks. All right, I think this has to be my favorite episode of Lower Decks this season. Uh, I really enjoyed getting the backstory on Rutherford and understanding how we got the implant. And hey, I'm actually remembering characters' names now. How we got the implant and also 
who he was before then. I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed seeing his growth as a character from that character he used to be before the implant. Um, I also liked seeing Boimler just totally spaz out, but also it was because of his love and devotion and respect for Starfleet. And also I'm interested to see how this introduction of this, I'll say Vash, like character this rogue archaeologist is going to play into this season especially with the female protagonist and her name i don't remember i just remember the actress who plays her tandy newton or tandy tandy maybe i don't remember her name oh well so i'm really enjoying lord dex lord dex is getting better and i'm liking the plot and story progressions that are coming out of this season so it is definitely something that is fulfilling my star trek void until the whatever new series next drops and i think that's probably picard in february now i would say that with the end of summer fall is creeping in but no it's like summer said all right y'all i'm gone and autumn was like what's up bitches i'm back with a vengeance waking up in the mornings and it's 50 some degrees now i think i've told you guys before i usually go for a walk in the morning uh, four to five miles when I before I start my day for my chosen chosen occupation and the past few days as soon as the 22nd hit is like long sleeves jackets like what happened for the change so quickly and that just got me thinking about what sort of essentials you need for the fall that's right ladies and gentlemen it's been a while but we're back on the sartorial slice and I want to talk about a couple of essential items i think you need for fall uh, going forward over the next couple weeks and the first item i want to talk about and is one that i have that i find to be completely indispensable in the fall especially this before it gets super duper cold and and dovetails into winter is a classic trench coat there is something to me that is just so classy about that classic tan trench coat it's so pi it's it's so so noir as far as i'm concerned as far as the style the motif it's it's such a in my opinion and again that's really exemplified by older movies it's such a a simple yet masculine aesthetic to pull off and again not saying it's you know ladies don't wear trench coats trench coats either but it's just something about that just evokes a different time in my opinion of class and sophistication and sartorialness uh, when it comes to men especially when you're wearing it you know with your uh, suit attire it's just something unmistakable about that look in my opinion so i've always been a sucker for a classic trench coat um, in the fall it is great protection from the rain um, and is also with the increasing briskness of the season where heavier overcoat would just be too much you know it's lighter especially the Depending on the trench coat, you get a lot of like the older London fogs and whatnot. They have the zip out, quote unquote, fur lining where you can give it more insulation if you needed to. So there's a versatility there. But there is just it's one that's really useful for the briskness of the season where you don't want something that's overly, overly thick. But you just want a lighter coat, but also a full length coat full-length coat as well and it's one is also very good for the rain so you don't have to carry a raincoat either uh, the classic trench is traditionally made of a waterproof um, heavy-duty cotton so that's where that function and protection from the rain comes from but they can also be found in leather now 
and poplin i'm i'm not that big of a fan of leather poplin trench coats personally uh, i do like them in the look and the aesthetic and the functionality i just really for me i go back to that that classic tan thin trench coat and i personally love the look as it evokes like i said before a classic feel of old cinematic gentlemen you think bogart standing on the train station in casablanca you think of you know any sort of uh, noir detective stories maltese falcon things of those nature uh from that era like that that trench coat and and i'm not so much of a hat guy for door that just it's something about that look that just it's a bit of mysteriousness but a bit of class and sophistication as well so that's why the classic trench coat is definitely something that should be on your list of essentials when it comes to the fall now let's get into the fragrance of the week and the fragrance of the week we're going to be going back to the house of Maison de Darius. In this case, one of his newer fragrances, Naja. You can find this one for a 30 ml bottle for $85. Now with this one, you can find notes of amber, cinnamon, honey, jasmine, oud, ylang ylang, and vanilla. So in its description, Niger is another name for the country of Nigeria. The history of Nigeria can be traced back to as early as 11,000 BC when a number of ancient African communities inhabited the area that now makes Nigeria. One of the greatest in the well-known empires to rule the world was the Benin Empire, whose ruler was known as Oba of Benin, other tribes such as the Neri Kingdom also settled in the country, especially in the eastern side. The Songhai Empire also settled in some of the country's territory. Now why is all of that important? Because Naja is really looking to project a sense of class, sophistication, royalty, but also history. You think about these notes, amber, cinnamon, honey, jasmine, ooh, they all of these notes have very much a history with African culture and just looking at this note breakdown and knowing how uh, the fragrances of Maison de Darius really really play with your nose I am looking forward to smelling this this smells like something that would be I feel like if you get this for your significant other you will literally be trying to eat it off of them the powderiness the, the little bit of the woodiness from the oud but also the cinnamon and the honey combined with that vanilla so you got some sweetness a little bit of spice if you really call cinnamon spice poutiness and the floral it it just sounds like such a uh such an olfactory experience uh with this combination of notes and i'm definitely looking forward to getting my nose on this one and possibly surprising my significant other with this one as well so that's my take on nausea now what am i wearing today so today i had a presentation world is opening back up you're going to be out more and more uh, as far as business, as far as I am concerned. So today I was presenting to a group of constituents that is very near and dear to my heart. And with that, I wanted to find or wear something that was very clean, not overpowering, but also something that made a presence. So I ended up uh, wearing Clean Musk from Authenticity Parfums. In this one, you have notes of bergamot, lime, musk, and 
I want to say sandalwood, but I may be getting a note incorrect at the moment. It is one that I just really enjoy. It's it's a clean musk, and that's the best way I can describe it. It is it is powerful, it's potent, it is not overpowering, and is also fresh as well, especially with that lime and that bergamot. So that's what I'm wearing right now and what I wore today. In closing, let's talk about don't forget to check out our Patreon for just one dollar a month. You can get this episode and every episode a day early. You can get other content that's not anywhere else on the web. Also, don't forget you're interested in fragrances. And Pedro has a line now five fragrances that are inspired by some of the most famous designer fragrances on the market check them out use the code ehawks10 or the link in the show notes for 10% off your first purchase also don't forget to check me out every week on the nrw checkpoint with my man brian sab as we talk about this week's latest in gaming amongst other stuff that tends to come up during our conversations we just have a good time talking games and talking about the impact that they have on us so check it out every week over on nerds rule the world the nrw checkpoint don't forget to follow on social media on instagram you can find me on webster style and sotoyo geek on twitter webster style on tiktok at underscore webster style and don't forget anything and everything in his Webster style can be found at websterstyle.com of course drop me an email at info at websterstylemagazine.com thank you again for your time thank you for your listening ear and remember stay safe out there and be blessed Tuesday had to be Bowtie Thursday. Had to be White Wednesday. Uh, I don't. Well, I know last time. Well, I wore polka dot. You didn't. Wear, oh, I miss million them heels killing them, but I'm sure it's a Thursday. Bowtie Thursday. Pasta cream in your heels, looking sharp. They acting like you don't know the rules up in the workplace. Must I remind you it was till on your birthday? Don't get me wrong, I think we killed in the birthdays. And you picked the hell of fit for the church day. Let's say you picked the risk game for it. Now you got the floor filled with bras that you purchase. Pick a color scheme that can match the very corset. Smoking hot, rocking this pen so thin. Tie hairline, looking like a stencil. Pimp, no lie, I'm sharper than the utensil. And stroke, mental, plain dang, homie. I was hoping we could walk out with that bang, bang, honey. See them plain James, honey. Them lame friends, honey. We tell it, fit it crazy like I think came on me. Hey, mommy. Look a lady, main thing. Want me on the scene. Fit popping like a main vein. Running blood color, lips smashing with the hand clutch.
much money holding back kind of funny can you tell me what's the price i got the range rover hang on me when we walking looking gucci like that thing sprayed on me walking with a limp like an ankle sprang on me yeah i rocked the cardigan she don't really want me because one man should have all that styling take it out clothes on the floor Oh, you wanted to? Oh, I completely read that wrong.